Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the interwebs. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It, a Tugiwaki podcast. This is episode eight, and we are back with a guest. Now, this episode marks the beginning of a series called Kuishi Maju which in Swahili means living abroad. So we're going to be having guests on the show who are living abroad and we're going to discuss. But that feels like what it means to be away from home, what challenges do they experience, everything. We're going to talk about it. So today's guest is an amazing individual. She has very many names, but she insisted on us calling her Nelima. Nelima is an amazing individual. She is one of the most talented people I've met. Now she's an artist, like a person who draws. She's a visual artist, a digital artist, and she's also a multi-instrumentalist, a singer, and she's recently ventured into making short films. Now I admire her fearlessness and just the vast scope of her art. I met her several years ago and her honestness to grow really impressed me. Nalima is our guest today because a few years ago she relocated to the United States and I'm curious to find out what her experience has been living away from her home country of Kenya. So sit back, relax and enjoy our conversation. Let's talk about it. So, where are you exactly in the world? And and what's it like? How long have you been there? Is this where you first landed when you left home? Where exactly are you? I am in the attic of a little house in a little town in the middle of nowhere. And that nowhere is in Washington State on the west coast of America. That's about 9,000 plus miles from Kenya. Yes, I know how far it is from Kenya. So that's where I am. That's 11 hours currently because daylight savings is a, is a thing. So I'm 11 hours. It'll change to 10 hours, but I'm 11 hours behind you, behind Kenya. Mm. So that's currently where I am. Awesome. Okay. Yay. Is that where <laughs> you landed first when you left? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So you've been there the whole time. Were you in Oregon at some point? I, yeah, I was. I was in Oregon. I I moved there for school to be closer to school, mm-hmm. but COVID sent me back here because, like, why would you pay rent to? Because uh, school went online, so I I can't pay rent to stay next to a school that I'm doing online anyway. So I yeah. moved back. Currently staying with my stepdad. Stepdad. Okay. So what was it like leaving home? I was ready. I was ready to leave. I was like, okay, not eager to leave. Man, saying goodbye to people I've been jamming with for five years plus. People I've grown up with, people. It's 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 insane just knowing that you're gonna leave, but but I knew I was coming back, that's for sure. You know, leaving indefinitely would be tragic, but I knew I was coming back eventually, but leaving was still painful in another way. Parting is always painful. Saying by saying goodbye is always difficult. Um, but what mm-hmm. what was over that? Like what um what made that better? It was the thought of okay, I'm going to better myself. I'm going to start a new chapter of my life. So I wasn't really as depressed. I shouldn't use that word. I wasn't really as down, you know. So about leaving as yeah. So there was like this mixture of excitement for oh my goodness i'm leaving and i'm starting something new and oh man i'm leaving 
right? I, I, also, I also remember you going on tour saying goodbye, like you are very, you're like, I have to say goodbye to all of these people. So when, how am I slotting you in? <laughs> that was like a full-time job. Hey, it was, it was, it was actually. And I actually never got to say goodbye to a lot of people. Oh. But yeah, no. <laughs> living wasn't exactly the best. But I did anyway, and now I'm here. And you had to, yeah. So, what struck you about what struck you the most about living in the states, or like what's that thing you keep on thinking, like, wow, I'm actually I'm in America. First of all, the roads, mm-hmm. <laughs> the roads, the infrastructure, just how things are set up, um, and also the fact that. Well, I'm not even going to cap. I live in such a white place. Mm-hmm. Me seeing a black person is like I'm Zungu walking in Kenya. People are like, oh, I'm Zungu. So like over here, it's like the opposite. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a black person. But they're probably a black American. So I wouldn't relate to them either way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not eager to make friends and stuff. But that's one thing that really struck me. The fact that there's there are no Africans around me, no people of color, no, you know. You're in the whitest white, white, white. Yes. Exactly. But that's so interesting because when you're here, okay, so for those who have never seen Nelly Ma, she's a pointy. So to us Kenyans, you're, I'm Ken- you're, you're Kenyan. You're Kenyan. I'm not saying you're not Kenyan. I'm just saying just by no. looking at you, if if me and you were seated together, it would look like I'm sitting with a white person or I'm sitting with someone who's almost white. Uh, have you had that like growing up a lot is that normal like did you realize Zungu was my middle name (laughs) I just didn't leave and I used to get so pissed off Mm -hmm. this is is what was going through my mind up to now Mm -hmm. imagine being called a foreigner in a place that you want to belong that's basically because I'm the only difference is my skin color I'm literally I'm Kenyan like yeah. literally, I am, yeah. I am Kenyan to the to the max, you know. The only even how you're saying Kenyan is like a mixture of Costadian. I'm Kenyan. I'm yeah. I am Kenyan. <laughs> me, I am me. Me, I am Kenyan. I am. <laughs> yeah, but like because of how you look, then people wouldn't really. You are not Kenyan to them. To you and to us who know you, you're you're definitely Kenyan. Have you had, have you, the skits you do are hilarious. The ones where you have all these, like, five five Kenyan accents. <laughs> you are Kenyan, yes. You just don't look like what a normal Kenyan looks like. And then now you're saying you've gone abroad and you're not white. What was that yeah. switch like for you? What, what do you mean? Elaborate? What, like, how, how... You've been called Muzungu your whole life. Then now you go to now where there are real Wazungus. And it's just like, I'm not one of you. I'm black. I'm Kenyan. Me, I am Kenyan. How have you so, dealt with that? The thing is, I never once got confused about my identity coming here because, I mean, all I've ever known is Kenya. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know my other half. All I've ever known is So I'm as much of a, of a foreigner as a Kenyan who just, another Kenyan who came over here. So obviously over here I'm invisible, which I'm grateful for. Mm. But things like my hair, my accent, and probably sometimes how I dress would like, you know, catch stares like, oh, who are you? Where are you from? 
you know. Other than that, I'm pretty much invisible because the other pointees here and they are considered black. Mm-hmm. So I'm a I'm a black woman. But the moment I start talking, they'll know, oh, she's not exactly from here. So like she's a different kind of she's an I, for some reason over here they treat African Africans, black Africans differently than black Americans. So yeah, it's a whole other story. So strange. I've never understood. (laughs) Like if you come here, Mm -hmm. if you come over here and then you talk to them, you honestly, you won't experience everything. I don't know. You're just treated different. Knowing that. Treated like a black American person. No, no, you're not. So what about so speaking of you being Kenyan and your Kenyan and your Kenyanness and how you dress, what 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 is the Kenyanness about you that stood out? What do you think it what do you think like in your behavior and in how you talk? What is the Kenyanness? How has that shown through since you've been away? Like what are you asking? What have I done, said, thought, behaved like that someone would say, ha, she's Kenyan in the States? Yeah. Well, I think I don't know how to answer that. I think I would answer it from the personality point of view because I'm not as outgoing and social. I'm pretty sure other people would be, but me personally, I'm just super reserved. I think Africans who come over are just reserved in general. So that's that's a major thing. Just not being not being the center of attention, just just there watching. Yes. Plus, you know, when you're new in a place, you don't wanna attract attention. You wanna observe first and then start showing your true self around. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It did does I even make sense. My question? Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. But like when you think of Kenya and being Kenyan, what's the one thing you've you've refused to let go of? Because you know, <laughs> you know how people live um for three weeks and they come back and they have an American accent and they're talking different and they're behaving different. Funny you should say that. Mm-hmm. Number one thing at the top of the list that I have refused to let go of is my accent. Second, I walk around with a Kenyan bracelet just so mm-hmm. it's like an ID out here, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like your number plates. Just like, hey, look at me. Okay. But my number one thing is my accent. See, I've been here since 2019. And I still sound the way I sounded when I was leaving Kisumu. So, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, my accent is my number one thing. Because if I started talking, if I started training and stuff, now what would I? I already quote unquote look the part of being American. So, mm-hmm. what would I use to turn me back at home? Like, yeah, I'm Kenyan. <laughs> that does that not sound con- as convincing as yes, yes, I'm Kenyan. You know. So my accent is one thing that I have held on to. Sometimes I even scold myself because when I twang, because honestly, the twang mostly comes involuntarily. I thought I was gonna shrub that word. Why I always shrub. You've done well. You've done well (laughs) for a Kenyan. You've done. (laughs) I thought I thought it always, you know, um, well, what was I saying? Right. So when you're talking to someone who's you know, who has a different accent. You always want to change your accent to go mm-hmm. so that they understand, you know. So I've been trying to fight that. Like, let me talk how I want to talk. If I sound aggressive, that's just how I talk, you know. So always mindful about about how I talk. So 
holding on to my accent is huge. It's my scene is small, but it's actually super important to me. It's huge because that's how you choose to remain true to yourself. And yeah, yeah I think I feel like it, it it I don't think it's a small thing. And it's something you have to be conscious of all the time. So. All the time. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So did you get homesick? So you you left, you excited to go and start your new life. Um did you feel homesick? And yeah, how did you deal with homesickness? I felt home to the max because I left my I left my family behind. Like I, okay, I was separated like from my family and you know and your friends mm-hmm. like my friends. So when you're separated from your family and your friends and everything you've ever known and all the people you've, it is for me it's the people. If I had them here, if you came here, if my fam was here, if you know, I'd be like, yeah, I'm chilling. You know what? Like. What is Kenya? You know, <laughs> to some place, you know, because mm-hmm. when when people from home come here, mm-hmm. the food comes, the music comes, the conversation comes, everything, the language. It's like you have Kenya with you. You have like, you know, how when you leave a part, I don't know why I'm using this analogy. It's the first thing that came to mind. Mm-hmm. When you're leaving a party and you love the food so much, you take you take leftovers with you. So you still have a bit of the party. That's a very Kenyan thing to do. Yes. <laughs> you have lunch boxes hidden somewhere. <laughs> yes. Ice cream, ice cream containers. Bro, the number of times I found ice cream in the freezer just to find out it's beef, <laughs> it's like bean stew <laughs> or peas stew. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. My heart is kumas. Your 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 tongue was already tasting the chocolate, and then you open and you're like, "Skuma." Most deceiving one is rice, cause you know it's white, so you're like, "Ah, oh, must be ice cream in there." Must like be rice. ice cream. Shock <laughs> on your face. Shock on your face. Rice. Exactly. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. So, how did you deal with, or how do you deal with homesickness? Is it something that just comes and goes, or is it something that? Once you deal with it, you've dealt with it, and you're like, now this is my new home. Well, there's definitely a gigantic brick wall mm-hmm. that you have to like wrecking ball through it. Does does that make okay, you know, at this point, wrecking ball through it, you have to like <laughs> you have to like demolish, demolish that wall the and wall, yeah. Come, there'll still be other tiny walls and it'll go on forever. So I'll always feel homesick, always. You know, but after I passed through, okay, the first few months were terrible. Let me not even lie. Mm-hmm, <laughs> first few months were terrible, and then it starts becoming it's the, like the pain reduces, and then it starts becoming a constant in the background, like some mm-hmm. kind of white. Mm-hmm. So now the only thing that will change is when you're triggered mm-hmm. and you have a down, but like. You know, you're you're kind of not feeling, yeah. Basically, triggers, and you have meltdowns here and there. But then there's always a constant. So I'll always feel homesick when I'm not in Kenya. The only thing that I would try and do is try and make a new version of home because you can't duplicate what was, you know, what you left behind. Yeah. So the only thing I can do is try and make a new version of home in the states. Because honestly, when I went to went back to visit people in Kenya and they came back, I was like, ha, home. 
but it's not like Kenya home. It's like, ah, America. Okay, I'm so mm. familiar. So that's so a new way, a way I dealt with it was like creating a new home in some sense. What does that One mean? Of the ways I dealt with it. Huh? What does creating a new home entail? Personally, surrounding myself with the stuff that I am getting into, like the stuff that makes me me, and mm-hmm. that is art, be it drawing, be it digital arts, and then music, be it piano, bass, and I bought uh, I bought a gym bass, so I'm going to try, try that out. So. Nice, yeah, nice, it's like nice. <laughs> and then be it my diary, be it my jewelry. When I'm, sometimes I just take out my jewelry and I just look at it. I'm like, I just study the little beads and how they, you know. And then what else? Pictures and music. Oh, my word. You know who Oliver Mtukuzi is? Yeah. I was listening to him the whole way back from where I was. Mm-hmm. The whole way back. Like, stuff like that, you know? Just, <sighs> yeah. Bits and pieces of home around me is what keep, keeps me going. So that dis- that not only distracts me, but it it gives me something to look forward to and to work work on as well. So, okay. It's not like I'm out there trying to make friends. I don't have sex with that. <laughs> even honestly, even <laughs> like there's also a open. pandemic. There's also a pandemic. So how are you? Which is why I'm saying, if people, if it was back, everything was back open. I still mm-hmm. would not go out as much. I'm just. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. But if there are the Kenyans out there, most definitely, I'll go stop them if I have to. <laughs> like you're yeah. from home. You're from home. Okay, so you've actually answered my next question, which is how do you remain connected to your home country? And that's through the music, that's through photos, that's mm-hmm. through. I, mm-hmm. I cannot duplicate the food. I kid you not. Like. I'm going to confess, and this is with shame. I cannot cook how my mom cooks, and that just, you know what? I. Naomiya! I miss Ugali! You know, when I came back, to, when I went back home, I told my mom, Mom, every single day when I arrived, when I leave, you have to cook me something. I don't want pizza, I don't want KFC. What are those? I, I want. I want food. I want I want, you know, Miranda, <laughs> all that, exactly. Uh, another thing that keeps me sane is thank the Lord for technology. Yeah. I've been seeing familiar faces over here through the phone, through mm-hmm. my, through, through, you know, I've been hearing familiar voices too. And that's, that's what's been keeping me going. Yeah, because you're, you're very, you're still very connected with your art friends here in Nairobi, and for me, that's very impressive. Because it's like you've never left, you never left. You're still collaborating with people. Like you and I talk. I think we even talk more after you left than <laughs> when you were here. But but it's like these. You are so intentional with your friends. Um. <clears throat> And I actually wanted to commend you and commend you publicly because it's difficult moving to a new country and learning a new culture. And a lot of times people disconnect, even for a short time, as you get acclimatized to your new um, life situation. But through your art, through your music, you're so connected with people here. And I, and from what I'm hearing you saying, that's what's keeping you sane. So kudos to you. 
Thank you. It's hard though. I yeah. won't even lie. There's some days you just like I don't want to talk to be anyone. But then sometimes I force myself to go on a call. It doesn't go as planned. I'm just like oh, I shouldn't have been on this call. And sometimes yeah. I do that, but at this, but it ends up being no great. Like oh okay, this actually made me feel better. So, but other than that, it's. I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but at this point, I don't. I am weird is my middle name. I actually write down names and choose random, uh, my friends' names, and just mm-hmm. pick from this randomly. Who am I going to call today? Who am I going to call this week? Who can I hit up? I'm like, okay, do you want to have a conversation on Friday? Do you want to? Actually, you're one of them. I've done that too. I feel like, hey, do you want to call on like Saturday evening and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But. It's it's not as easy though. <laughs> no, it's not easy because you have a whole you have a whole other life that we don't see, that we don't understand because we are here. <laughs> we don't understand the intricacies, the different dynamics at play. So just the fact that you put in effort, I think that's really good. And in as much as it's keeping you sane, it's also I think friendship is so important across across generations you know how people have older friends or younger friends it's also really important across countries and cultures so yeah. i i think it's really good that you're intentional with um your friendships so yeah on behalf okay. of your friends thank you <laughs> um how do you think living abroad has grown you you know you've seen these memes um about introverts versus extra, or basically just about introverts out mm-hmm. in public. Mm-hmm. Always shy to do this, always, you know, if the waiter gets your food wrong, you you like you accept it with open arms. But yeah. you know, you're not ready uh, when the waiter comes for an order and stuff like that. You know, you, you can't, you're basically just quiet, reserved. Yeah, that was me coming here, like when I first came. Mm-hmm. Going back to Kenya, like I just realized, wow. I'm so loud and assertive. Like I'm so intentional with how I say my things. Sometimes people just like are caught off off guard, you know. And this this might not be a good example, but I was going <laughs> actually went to textbook center with one of my friends, and then I paid for whatever I need to pay for. And then I before I left, I was like, okay, bye, have a good day. And everyone just like felt silent. <laughs> my friend started laughing at me. I was like, what? It's like, hey. American. I'm like, what do you mean? I just said I just said have a good day. What do you funny what is what <laughs> you know? So just yeah, or or the what I told you, like what I did, walking up to the counter and grabbing my drink and sitting down, you know, just I feel like coming to the States has exposed me to such a you see these videos you see on the internet about customers going wild or Parents shouting at manage blah blah blah. I've seen so much of that. I've just I'm used to it. So I'm more confrontational. No. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. You are a lot more assertive, a lot more confrontational. But to be honest, I think here in Kenya we don't have the culture of like the customer is always right. It's something we say, mm-hmm. but in all honesty, the customer is at the mercy of whoever is serving them or the policy of the company. So mm-hmm. you rarely find, and I think Kenyans are very, <laughs> we're very wapole, we're very soft-spoken, not compared to our other East African neighbors, because to others, our other East African neighbors, we are the Americans of East Africa. <laughs> you don't yeah. see the Kenyan 
Mm-hmm. But compared <clears throat> to um, how Americans do their things, we are mm-hmm. we are babyish. We are childlike. We are mute. Yeah. And honestly, I haven't forgotten that. I haven't forgotten that. But I'm not. I'm not completely Mpole, but I'm not com- a complete Karen. That's for sure. In mm-hmm. fact, I lean more towards the Mpole. You're more Kenyan than you are Karen. Hey. Yeah. However, I'm not afraid to walk into, let's say, a facility or a hotel and like I see something up and I'll be like, all right, not in a bad way, but <laughs> who's not doing the job? No, I'm joking. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> like you. I'll, I'll point things out, you know? Yeah. I th- yeah. I think that's something that honestly, if Kenyans were more like current, we wouldn't mm-hmm. even have the leadership we have, like the political leadership we have. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey, we'd just we'd just tell them, excuse me, if you're not going to serve us, get out. We don't do that in Java, so we won't do it at mm. elections or we won't do it if like we're watching the news and their grammar is just off. We'll just roll our eyes internally. And continue watching. We won't complain. We won't say anything. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, to answer the question, mm-hmm. America, it's going to sound funny, but America, being in America has made me know what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, just made me more aware of what I want and how things should go. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to explain that, but... In relation to everything you just mentioned. <laughs> that's the... Okay. Yeah, I that's think... Because you're living in a place where you speak, you're listened to, and there's a change. Yes. I don't think we have that here. Well, mm-hmm. very complacent. We A lot of us know that things are not going right. And you know, it doesn't even have to be politically. It can be in your relationship. Like you have, you're in a relationship with someone, you don't like what they're doing, but you're not really talking about it. You're just letting there be peace. Oh my gosh, yes. And that's like the worst. That always, that always leads to downfall. I mean, there's no open communication. Like, if I'm not clear about my intentions or what I want, like, how am I supposed to thrive? In? How are you supposed to get what you want to get out of the relationship even? Exactly. We're wasting time. So, what advice would you give? This is this is the question. <laughs> what advice would you give to anyone who's going to live abroad? And are there any tips and tricks you'd like to give them? What advice would I give to anyone who would like to live abroad? Don't. <laughs> Do, but don't. <laughs> like, go live, go visit, go whatever. Do your thing, but just... Okay, I shouldn't say that. You know, it depends. Because some people, some people leave their countries, they leave Kenya and they're like, I'm never going back. And they don't regret it. I think that's just a me thing. But my advice is, please don't forget where you're from. And don't cut ties. And don't, don't try and just, just don't. Yeah, you like, you like how, how many opportunities there are. You like the services here. You like, you just like this whole new world of opportunities. That's great. But how did you get here? Like, don't don't forget don't forget where you are don't do that that's not nice that's it nah <laughs> don't forget where you came from don't forget where you came from yo don't forget like having an identity is huge and i feel like when you're you know when you're not let's let me just be blatant when you're born outside the united states of america 
the identity you have is super precious because people out here are confused. Out here, people don't know the... <laughs> First of all, the whole country, America, was based on people coming together from mm-hmm. different places. So, mm-hmm. yes, hold on to your identity. Don't don't be like this confused people out here. Uh, that's, I, that's all I can say about it. <laughs> you got to talk about them like that. Why? But I get what you're saying. It's important. Who you are is so important. And... Oh, yes what your values are and where you came from is so important. And if anyone has been listening to this podcast, that's really a huge theme. Like knowing yourself, knowing your worth, knowing what you believe in, why you believe in what you believe and taking care of yourself as an individual is so important. Like it shows when you leave home, home goes with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So tips and tricks for people who are either planning on going abroad or preparing to go or who are abroad and they're just like, I miss home or any, any, any tips and tricks that have helped you this far. Any tips? What? Basically what I've just been doing. Wait, no, no. Make sure you bring, <laughs> make sure you bring a bandana with the Kenyan flag on it. Even if you don't like Kenya, just do it, please. Do it, hang it, use it as, just do it. Okay. It might be an ID from far away. Another Kenyan might be like, yo, what are those colors? All right, I'm gonna walk over there and see. And if, if yeah, see, this is my brother. <laughs> but anyway, that yeah, bring something from home. Be it the flag. I have, I have the flag. But anyway, be the flag. Be it the bracelet. Bracelet. I said bracelet. You said <laughs> bracelet. Nelima, Nelima. <laughs> I knew it was gonna show at least once. <laughs> <laughs> see, you've decided to keep your accent. The shrubbing comes with the accent. You guys, they're, they're together. Bring trinkets. That's what I can say. And then I wish you could bring fruits because your girl is suffering. I'm obsessed with mangoes, but there's no such thing as mangoes on this side of the planet. There are mangoes, serious? but there are no mangoes. You know what I'm saying? There are mangoes, like Kimiakuna, Mayambe. There are no, nah. <laughs> no tropical. Mangoes, pineapples, watermelons are such a disappointing such a disappointment. What? It's crazy. The only things that I see citrus fruits, like grapes, tangerines, oranges, those things are okay over here. But mangoes and avocados, wow, they're not here. They're not the same. They probably do taste the same, but they don't look the same. They're like the size of like your a bald fist. They're that tiny. They're really small. There are no huge avocados, the ones that are like the size of your face. Or mangoes. <gasps> So you're saying pack fruits? No. Oh. I'm saying embrace fruits before you leave. How do you pack fruits? They're going to tell you to, like, on the borders, they're going to be like, no, you can't bring, like, such fruits in. Or, like, even if you do manage to, mm-hmm. they don't, they're not going to last. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. That's, that, yeah, that's I'm sorry. So, I apologize for that suggestion. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so trinkets, um, Kenyan memorabilia, Adashiki or two. If you're someone who's sentimental, like this, bring bring as many dashikis as you can, as many derrams as you wish. I really, I really miss. I really wish I had a dinner. That's mm. one thing I want. I didn't get to come with any, but anyway, just if you're a sentimental person, just come with the trinkets. And then, what else? At the moment, I can't think of anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get to the last question, because we're almost done, um, we do something on this podcast where in each episode, a guest answers a would you rather question. So for you, Nelima, um, 
it's not, it's not scary. It's a, it's a really simple question. Would you rather have nosy neighbors or noisy neighbors and why? Whoa, 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 whoa. Can I say that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know your answer would be you'd rather not have any neighbors, but that's not the question we're asking. I live in the middle of nowhere, you know? Okay, but okay, let me look at the pros and cons. Nosy neighbors. Those are neighbors that what come up to your house all the time and they're all up in your business. They want to know which whose car is that. They know when you bought new shoes. They like they're just all up in your business constantly. The introvert cringed like so. (laughs) Oh my word! And then the other one is what noisy. Yeah, I'm thinking of all the. Well, can I be? Can I either? What kind of noise? And can I either be? Can I be noisier than them? As a musician, it's them. Having noisy, I I don't know. Wait, wait. But I'm having a brain for error for for what's going on. Wait, <laughs> um, noisy neighbors or noisy neighbors? I think I'd rather have noisy neighbors. Sorry, I value my privacy and my space way too much. Then you'd rather have noisy neighbors. You haven't specified what kind of noise. <laughs> oh, it's it's noise all the time. It's like they either have guests over or they're always partying or 3 a.m. Someone's blasting like extremely loud and annoying music. It's not even good music. It's like trash <laughs> music. It's not jazz that you can like, you know, jam to. It's like, it's it's annoying. It's either rap that's just bad rap or they have a child who's always practicing and they play off key all the It's just noise. <laughs> Describe the nosy neighbors the way you describe the nosy ones. The, no- the nosy neighbors are mm-hmm. constantly coming to your house to ask irrelevant questions. Well, I can just lock the fine. I'll go with I'll go with <laughs> the nosy because I can just lock the door or just pretend I don't exist inside the house. Just you know, just if you've locked the door, they're peeping in through the windows to see is this person. I- yeah, they might call the police on you a few times just to make sure like they saw they saw too much trash outside your house and they're wondering how can this person have all this trash? Why are you making my existence so hard? <laughs> like, uh, and must I answer? Can I just like, you know, when I, think, you know I, I was seriously considering answering, why don't I just not exist in the world at all? No, 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 no. Would you, if, if you had the choice of picking one of these neighbors you have to answer it's but you just have to are they noisy or are they noisy they're noisy they have to now um they're noisy okay yeah Yeah. 3 a.m someone's what what did you what did you me i'm not i'm not answering my i'm (laughs) i'm the one asking the questions okay so complete the sentence home is this is gonna sound so cliche You already know what I'm going to say, but I have lived it and I've experienced it. And honestly, home is where your heart is. And if I go to Bali, Indonesia, and like fall in love with something there and leave my people there and whatever, and then come back to the States or go back to Kenya, and I really want to be in Bali, like I am so obsessed with it. I'm like, I just want to be there. Then that will be my home. So it's where you left your heart. But if my heart is in two places, like in Kenya and in Bali, Indonesia, then that's, those are those are homes you get. Homes, homes Honestly, is where. Homes is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So home is where you want to be, you know. So if someone asked me where is home, I wouldn't say where in this attic. 
I mean, nah. If my family was here, I'd say home is here and home is in Kenya. But currently, home is in Kenya. Where so, your heart is. Oh, mm. Yes. And when I say where your heart is, I mean, it's where you want to be. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Okay. So home is where home is where you want to be. Home is where your heart is. Your heart is where you want to be, basically. Okay. Awesome. That's the final question. Thank you so much, Nelima, for your time, for your insights. I really, I, I hope our conversation has shown like going abroad is not all rosy. It's not all like fun and games and Starbucks and all of these nice things. Like this, it's so important to value where you've come from and to value your family and your friends because that's what home is home is who you love home is where you want to be so yeah and i before we leave i just want to like say whoever's listening to this just imagine dropping everything you're doing right now to go and live abroad like just everything like you do you're leaving your friends your family blah 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 just imagine that and that's all i can say imagine it hopefully that will answer your question. Like, how would you be? Yeah, okay, cool. You have all these opportunities, but just just imagine, like even when you took it, just, just imagine leaving all that and then going to, yeah. So yeah. that's all I can. Yeah, that's what I'm leaving everyone with. Just, just to imagine. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. If you're listening, let us know. Would you have noisy neighbors or noisy neighbors? What would you rather? I'm not going to sleep at night because of that a question thanks a lot thanks a lot not sorry it's cool no worries. every time every time i pick these questions i'm like what will bug the guest the most and i'm proud of myself i think i've done a good job in this episode Conclusion: um, i don't like you <laughs> So yeah, please feel free to connect with Nalima on her socials. Everything will be in the description, all her links um, to her pages and her art. And yeah, if you're Kenyan in the States, uh, Salimia Nini, take care of each other. We love you. You can find each other. <laughs> if you can find each other, take care of one another. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you.